Welcome everyone to another episode of the Nerd Continuity where we talk about design, development and other nerdy stuff that happen inside the magical world of the internet. I'm your host Alex and from today until the end of time we're gonna have <laughs> a second host here because it's great. great talking with someone and it's amazing and not talking alone and this is you already know him knew him because I did an amazing interview where he talked about himself and all his amazing cool stuff. His name is Michael and hello, Michael. Hello, hello. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. How are you? Doing good. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> good. <laughs> I can ask you again. How are you? Yeah. You can say Doing here. Awesome. Forever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so all today, right. uh, this episode of the Nerd Continuity, basically, I started the Nerd Continuity because Every day something crazy or something really interesting happened on the internet and a lot of people like react in a super weird way and then after three days everything's gone and no one talks about that thing anymore and everything disappears. So I always wanted to talk with someone smart someone that has some real opinion about things but he and had then, to settle for me yeah like, yeah. yeah you'll do <laughs> <laughs> and then share this thing just as a as a normal conversation like the 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 goal is having a, a positive constructive conversation about something so that's mm -hmm. that's generic and we can start this episode talking about our beloved adobe that everyone uses and everyone maybe loves it or not. But anyway, I had to write an article on my company's blog, uh, blog page about the shifting of the community of designers and uh, comic book artists, like independent comic book artists from Photoshop, Illustrator or other Adobe product to other stuff like independent or small softwares or other things, especially they started to move away from Adobe after the introduction of the Adobe CC, the Creative Cloud subscription base. Do you use uh, like Adobe CC or you use something else? I do. Uh, at mm. work, I use uh, Creative Cloud, but I also have CS3 at home. Uh, um, yeah. That's so, one of the, yeah, that's yeah. one of the, the normal, like, generic, something that I, I noticed. A lot of users keep using previous versions because yeah. at, at, at a first glance, like, Adobe CC is, like, really convenient because you pay mm -hmm. a, a little bit amount of money per month and you have access to everything. You can install it and you have constant updates. Like even in three years, you're going to have always the most updated version of the Photoshop, Illustrator, whatever other program. But at the end, users and personally also, uh, we realize that is not convenient at all. Like it's freaking mm -hmm. expensive. And every time there's an update are tons of gigabytes of download that a month I got because I installed the Adobe CC on two computers. That is the mm. maximum limit. Oh, oh that's another <laughs> point. There's another thing that I hate. But yeah. I installed it onto the computer, the entire suite, suite, and I saturated my data cap. So for two weeks, I couldn't use the oh, uh, connection in my house because I, I, I reached my data cap. So mm. no Netflix for me for <laughs> yeah. two weeks. It's 
Uh, well, and, and it is more convenient. I mean, for me, it's more convenient at work because we have really high-speed internet. I work in an IT company, and mm-hmm. uh, so we have uh, we have the inter- the internet is as fast as it can possibly get, probably uh, over there. So it's easy yeah. to to update over there. Um, but I do have a license. Um, I've been able to take one license and use it at home yeah. in case we get snowed in because it snows here, you know, every winter. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> sometimes we have snow days, but uh, whenever I take it home, it's easy for me to continue to work on videos and uh, websites and design. Yeah. Um, so it's convenient in that way. But, you know, something you mentioned in your article, you you can only license out two computers. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is not very convenient if you have multiple computers that you need to use Adobe, use with Adobe yeah. Creative Cloud. Um, and it doesn't even okay. matter the operating system, like can be two no. Macs or two PCs or one Mac and one PC, just two multiple, two activations at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it, does, it doesn't matter the OS, something that- And you know, I went in, I upgraded my work computer to Windows 10 this week mm-hmm. and automatically ran into the issue of Adobe not recognizing that I had upgraded one of my computers. And so it gave me oh the message God. that I was signed into two machines. Um, now, I ran into this problem back in 2007 uh, with Adobe CS2 or 3. I cannot remember. Uh-huh. Uh, I ended up, I, the first time, I was on the phone with Adobe for about 30 minutes attempting to convince them that I had not stolen my <laughs> current. And I had, the, I mean, I had, I bought that, you know, legitimately. Yeah. And. You know, it was. Are you sure? It was very frustrating. <laughs> yes, it was. I was uh, my bank account's very sure. Oh shit! Um, that's a lot of money back in yeah. you know, 2005 for the Creative Suite. And it was only for Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. Yeah, it and was the remember, designer bundle, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the. I think it, I don't know if they called them the printer web design bundles, but yeah. yeah, it was the designer bundle. And I remember being on the phone with Adobe, attempting to convince this woman that I was not stealing, and that because the problem is I had had to reinstall my OS multiple times oh. because at that point my G, my PowerBook G4 was mm-hmm. on not the end of its life, but it was getting into its old okay. age. And I was having to, to do that multiple times. And uh, so I hit the five limit, uh, the five computer registration limit. And I finally asked her, I said, look, can you just, uh, can you just, uh, log me out and deactivate every other computer. Yeah, exactly. Because it was the same computer, but it was over and over again over a period mm-hmm. of like two, two, three years. Yeah, and or however long it had been, and uh, she finally agreed to that, and that's when I was able to use it. But oh, the licensing, yeah. I have not had good experiences. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's super weird, and uh, it's it the the other thing that I don't really like that uh, other than the constant like. Uh, notification that you have to update when a new update is it's it's on uh, the the amount of space that occupies and mm-hmm. the multiple issues that every time you encounter every time you update like is it me or the more we go on the more photoshop turns into a crappy bloated software full of nonsense and things that i don't use yeah well photoshop for me the, the creative cloud photoshop is usable on my i9 computer at work. <laughs> that is <laughs> that, that is built for that, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. It is, it is a monster, and it is made for that kind of thing. And Photoshop is fine with it, uh, but it is I cannot use Creative Cloud at home. Oh my god! Um, yeah, not without it. I can maybe use it for maybe uh, I would say 15 minutes before it begins. Uh, it saturates your just, memory. Yeah, my destroys. RAM is just like I can't handle it. I'm yeah. dead. You know? <laughs> 
and and all everything else across my computer just shuts down and so you know just it all just locks down and i get a frozen screen oh my god and um so yeah i now illustrator the odd thing is and i think mm-hmm. it's interesting you say photoshop because illustrator and indesign don't give me that trouble and i've even opened um even working with premiere pro yeah uh premiere pro which you would think would be a memory hog yeah. And, you know, rendering and encoding videos mm-hmm. uh, is not. And even um, After Effects. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I've worked a little bit in Flash, but more more so After Effects for yeah. some of the work that I've done. And uh, you know, none of those programs, mm-hmm. <laughs> none of the other programs give me any trouble. But yeah. Photoshop will just... It will consume my computer from the inside out. The thing that I don't understand about Photoshop, like I remember Illustrator was like that, was a memory hog and was terrible, like 20 minutes just to launch it. It was like mm-hmm. in CS2 or CS1. It was really, really crappy. And it was CS1. Yeah, CS2 was it was terrible. It was horrible. But yeah. now like uh, Illustrator or InDesign or Premiere are like, I I'm, I I don't want to say one task softwares, but they have limited tasks. You like use Premiere to mm-hmm. do video editing, use Illustrator for vector stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead, Photoshop has pretty much everything. You can do yeah. frame by frame animations. You can do vector. Yeah. You can do pixels. You can do 3D. You can do whatever you want. You can do global yeah. illumination inside Photoshop, and it it's insane. Like. Why do you do that? I I don't understand why Adobe releases a new product like his, I don't know, they have 20 products right now altogether. And Mm -hmm. they they have this, it's all different. Like every product does something, but then Photoshop does everything. Like Photoshop does whatever other program does. So it's... It's it's insane. I don't understand this logic behind I'm, that. I'm wondering eventually if Adobe is going to just wipe, you know, kind of wash their hands of Illustrator, and create a program that will be somewhat of an odd hybrid of Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, mm-hmm. At I'm this point, I'm gonna yeah. tell you a word. Is like fireworks. Does it say something to you? Fireworks. I don't like fireworks. Yeah, it was I, the experiment. I was, <laughs> I just there are not enough. There's there's not a but see fireworks was a macromedia product, you know. Um, so if I remember correctly, macromedia yeah. fireworks was a, it yeah, was their exactly. it was their answer to Adobe products and. Yeah. But instead, when Adobe took it over, I mean, Adobe bought out, because I looked this up yeah. <laughs> in a while, but Adobe uh, took over Macromedia in 2005, December yeah. in 2005. I remember being in class and, and they uh, announced that and I was like, yeah, good, we're going to get Flash. <laughs> and then, then Adobe, like, but Fireworks stayed around and it, it really didn't need to. Like, I think Fireworks should just go away forever. And exactly. Sometimes I met someone who was who did almost everything in Fireworks and I was like, okay, buddy. I need you to come into the light. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Yeah, that was the experience. I think like the logic behind fireworks was kind of okay. Like trying Mm -hmm. to do (laughs) me. I love your reaction. (laughs) It it just like the idea was fine. The execution was terrible. It was the most buggy thing ever. Well, and if you were using Macromedia products, it saved you from having to buy any Adobe products whatsoever. Exactly. Uh 
So, I mean, because I remember the very old tutorials back in 2002 and 2003 mm -hmm. uh, before YouTube because there were video tutorial yes. lessons out there <laughs> like long ago in the early days of the Internet when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> they There were video tutorials that would explain how to basically do everything in Macromedia for Flash. Yeah. Because Flash was a big thing. It was part, you know, and Dreamweaver. Yeah. So if you had Dreamweaver, Flash, and Fireworks, you were pretty much set. Yeah. Um, and you didn't need to, to deal with the Adobe stuff. Adobe at that time was still, it, it was still fighting against. Yeah, uh, photo Quark. retouching. And it was yeah. fighting mostly like Quark Express for like yeah. uh, pagination and stuff, like print yeah. stuff, yeah. not really design and, and web. Yeah, I agree. It was really more, it, it was more, I don't know. At that time, Adobe was something that really only large companies could use. Yeah. Um, they didn't. They hadn't lowered their prices or had made it palatable enough, I guess, for yeah. for web developers. Um, and I remember dealing with some of the web stuff that I had kind of started working on in high school. And um, Macromedia was far easier to use than yes. Adobe was. Um, but uh, you know, fast forward, you know, <laughs> fifteen years, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, the, I understand. I mean, Adobe's done a really, really good job of kind of making the Adobe family, you know, yes, incorporating absolutely. all of the best. Mm -hmm. Because I think they incorporated all of the best parts of those uh, yeah. of those programs. It's just my personal opinion that Fireworks mm -hmm. just doesn't need to exist anymore, because yes. we have we have Adobe's original product, mm -hmm. and I don't I don't know if Fireworks is really the no, absolutely. Answer we no, need. Totally it's not. like the answer to the question nobody mm -hmm. asked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the world needs these. No. Yeah. The world needs fireworks. No. No, no, no we're good. Not really. Yeah, the yeah. other thing that is changing right now, I think like Adobe is not keeping the, the pace with the, the rest of the world. Like they're so focused on this like bundles and Adobe CC and pushing subscriptions. They they're losing audience against these small companies that creates more targeted products like Sketch or Affinity, like Affinity Photos or Affinity Design. And they're more targeted. They're really light, like 200 megabytes of products and they cost nothing. Like, yeah. especially thanks to all these, uh, now all, every operating system has an app store where you can download the app. So the developers, like a single developer can create his own version of Photoshop and release it for $5 on this app store. And if yeah. it's good enough, it's going to take users from Adobe because they don't want to pay any more than $29, $30 per month just to use mm -hmm. Photoshop and having like to download the three gigabytes every time there's a new upload and that there's a new update and that's yeah i think yeah i think in a lot of ways i wonder if adobe took into account that not everyone is going to have very high speed internet um yeah. and that everyone's internet is going to be at a little different um mm. because we're seeing uh you know as with most of these services these services seem to be made for people who live in very large cities yes who have google fiber and exactly. can easily download you know download a three or four gigabyte update in you know 30 minutes yeah exactly uh, if, if need be and a lot of places around the united states still don't have that and sometimes they're still dealing with really bad customer service and uh customer service slash cable companies that yeah try to, to force you that you can't even in some places you can't have internet if you don't buy cable yeah exactly. and you know they're I, I think I, I 
applaud their forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure the rest of the internet has caught up with it yet. Yes. Um, but I, I hope that eventually they, they get a, I don't know, an easier to download, like a light version. Yeah. Something that like, something like Android did, like with the new mm-hmm. version of Android, I think they introduced it in KitKat the first time. Basically it was mm-hmm. like a fractioned up- updates for your app. Every time a, um, a developer releases um, an application update, you're mm-hmm. going to end downloading just those new parts, mm-hmm. not the entire app. So you're not re-downloading yeah. the entire app Ouch. to replace the old one, but you're just mm-hmm. downloading the actual updates. So if the update yeah. is just 5K, you don't have to re-download the three megabytes of app. So they yeah. should apply this logic because it would save a lot. Like the last updates of Adobe CC that was like a month ago, it was just the introduction of the shitty widget to connect to Adobe stock. That is like... <laughs> That is the same, like they, they ripped yeah. off basically like Photolia, all, all the other pro, like um, communities of uh, photo sharing that where you can buy stock photos and they integrated this new service inside Adobe. So every time you open Photoshop right now, mm-hmm. the shitty widget has to load <laughs> before you can yeah. start using it. And it's ah, it takes so long, and it's just well, oh, and it's it's almost the same kind of thinking, I think. Now, now I, I'm I've been very, you know, I've brought up the negative stuff with Adobe, and I want everyone to know that I don't hate Adobe. I love it a lot. Yeah, me too. And it's uh-huh. been integral to my career since I started um, back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I don't want anyone. This is not an Adobe bashing episode, but I think it's important <laughs> for developers to. Talk about the issues that we have exactly. you know, in our daily lives with these yeah. with these programs and maybe ways to overcome them. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. So, like for instance, never open Adobe Bridge ever. Oh, if the sh- world was on fire, <laughs> never open that stupid yes. program. It will kill your oh, computer. God, yes. <laughs> And they also put the icon, I remember in the version of Adobe CS4 or CS5, they put the icon close to the file link, the file link. So like once every two hours, you will end up like mistakenly (laughs) clicking on the Adobe Bridge icon. And it just takes forever to load because it's like, we really, we know you want it to load. And we're like, no, no, force quit, force quit. I know you want to load all the previews of every images you have ever had (laughs) in your computer. Yeah. And we're uh, opening a Dropbox too, so uh, <laughs> yes. it's, there. it's like a whole terabyte of images right there. God, um, yeah, uh. it's it, you know there are a few things that I think uh, I wish that we could. Now, I mean, you can on the download manager if you have a subscription, you can choose what you download. Yes, you know, what programs you download. So I've never downloaded Bridge. Yeah, um, no, but in the earlier versions, Bridge came with everything yeah. else. Yeah, and you know, back in I think CS2, Bridge was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not. It was not the memory hog uh, that it no. is now. Uh, it was a little easier to use, but I also remember that there were other image programs. Is he? And I had a Mac at the time. I had the PowerPoint yeah. G4, so I just used the Macintosh Photo Program. Yeah, uh, to organize good. all my photos. I didn't yeah. need. <laughs> I didn't need Bridge yeah. to do the same thing that freedom that, that of Mac choice. Was. It should be. Uh, that Adobe is like is doing other t- sketchy things. Something that happened to me like right a month ago. I downloaded After Effects to do, do uh, a bunch of uh, post processing stuff for work, mm-hmm. and I found out that after two hours of loading, uh, downloading, I, I didn't know why it was taking so long. Basically, he was installing also Cinema 4D, 
without asking me anything. What? Like you don't have the choice. <laughs> and I couldn't even uninstall it. So uh -huh. I tweeted to Adobe, like, what the hell? Why you installed it without telling me? There wasn't a checkbox. There's not. A, I'm one of those guys that reads everything. I, I read the terms and conditions before like clicking actually install. And there wasn't yeah. any checkbox, any suggestion that, oh, we're going to install another software that you never used. And I tweeted to Adobe and asked why, why that happened and why I can not uninstall it. Like I have to uninstall After Effect and then I can uninstall Cinema 4D. You know how they answered me. They sent me to the tweet account of the Cinema 4D support. Like, oh, you what? should talk to Maxwell Software, that is the producer. Of... If you have complaints, Why? talk to them. <laughs> but I installed After Effects. I didn't install Cinema 4D. And now you're sending me... Like, I think Adobe is like, how, like, like you said, we should, like, users should tackle specific problems. But the main problem is that Adobe is losing the contact with the user is like it looks like sometimes he doesn't really care about the users like just mm -hmm. i know you're a corporate and you have to harvest money as much as money as possible but be kind like if i'm happy i'm gonna buy your product if you treat me like shit and you just want my money and then okay now i have your subscription i'm gonna do whatever i want i'm yeah, gonna wait well, and I'm not sure it's it's exactly Adobe as it is possibly the customer service, because there have been a lot of companies in the past that have been they've had great product. Yeah. Um, which Adobe, and I don't think anybody's going to complain about Adobe having a a bad product. No, I think there absolutely. are problems with some of their products, but in general, Adobe, there's a reason why it's the industry standard. Um, yeah. It's, it's some you know powerful, powerful, amazing stuff. Absolutely, um, it's great. But other companies have had wonderful, powerful, and amazing stuff in the past, but their customer support's been horrible. Yes. So, you know, it's, you know, I think part of what both of us have experienced is we've both experienced their customer support. Yes. Uh, in their, their department. And I think a lot of people out there listening will probably have similar stories. Yes. Um, you know, they're not, I mean, they're not a certain cable company that everybody talks about, but, you know, they... I think it all depends on who you get and who's yeah, there exactly. at the time. You know, you could have someone who was hired who doesn't care about yeah. you or your problems, and they're just you're like, I don't want to deal with it. And then you are going to have someone who's going to sit down and you yeah. know go over everything with you and uh, and be able yeah, to probably help, it is, but help you out. Well, so. let's change topic. I'm getting like super hot <laughs> in here. <laughs> right. The other thing that I, I, I read the other day, a funny thing, like now Facebook is stating like officially that they have more views and more clicks on videos than YouTube. Like mm -hmm. YouTube reached this, uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but YouTube reached like billions of visualization per day after how many, like 10 years? YouTube started in 2005. And Facebook videos started a year ago, probably. And now they stated that they have more views. So I dig a little bit more into that. And I found out that basically YouTube consider a view, like a legit view, if the users is watching the video and is like the audio is on for more than 15 seconds. Oh. Instead, Facebook... It doesn't matter, like the video has to play for three seconds and it doesn't matter if you have audio on, off, or you actually tapped or clicked on that video. 
like well, the video right. and you know that yeah. the video auto starts right so you're scrolling right. your uh, your um, streaming on facebook and the video starts playing and maybe you're not even watching but you're giving visualization to that video so facebook is hey we have more views yeah it, I, mm, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah it's like uh, are you shady. kidding like why like i don't understand yeah. these things why <laughs> yeah i think i don't know i don't know why they would they would do something like that i mean you know youtube takes their views very seriously yeah um they take the rules very seriously and you know that makes sense but see that makes sense you know that means someone's intentionally wanting to watch the video it's more than 15 seconds the yeah. audio's on that means they're they're plugged in they're they're not um they're not just kind of turning it on and then going to another tab yeah exactly you know? Um, which makes sense to me, but Absolutely. I think Facebook, uh, Facebook, I mean, you're kind of, that's like throwing, I don't know. That's like <laughs> throwing stuff at people and, be, and yeah. saying, we, you know, we've served more people than McDonald's. Exactly. Like now you're just throwing, pe- you just throwing more stuff in more people's face than McDonald's. Yeah. Has. The, <laughs> the fact that is Facebook is using these stats, these statistics to attract investors. So now yeah. I have actually companies that they come to my company and they ask to create original content for Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like we want to publish on Facebook videos and I say, what about YouTube? Well, we don't like push a YouTube channel. No, 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 no. Facebook has more views. And it's hard for me to explain like, yeah, but the level of engagement and result is completely different. Yeah, from your conversion Facebook. is going to be higher on YouTube. Exactly. And the other thing that it's like super weird that Facebook doesn't have anything, like they say they have it, but it's not true for me, like any sorts of like original content control. So a lot of like what the last statistics was like 70% of videos on Facebook are mm-hmm. stolen videos from somewhere else. Yeah, or Vine, mostly Exactly, Vine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they so... just be my friends, but I'm seeing a lot of Vines. Uh, but actually, it's not even my friends. It's uh, It'll show that whether or not my friends like something. Yeah. And they don't have to share it. Exactly. Uh, but it's like, like, you know, any world star or especially radio show, radio page, uh, radio pages, like, you know, yeah. local radio stations are the worst at taking Vines and uploading them to Facebook. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just seeing way too much of that, um, and I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I know Facebook is wanting to integrate Vine more, but it seems like yeah. there's an inordinate amount of vines on. Uh, <laughs> there's an inordinate amount of vines on Facebook. Yeah, uh, on absolutely. Facebook pages, and it's not just my. It's not personal accounts of my friends. It's the pages mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Um, especially aggregators, like you know, uh, we the issue with um the last two weeks with the fat Jew, um. That uh, was his no. handle, the comedian. Um, oh no, I didn't. This comedian heard about it. called himself yeah. the Fat Jew and landed um, a Comedy Central pilot. Oh. And but it turns out, all of the comedians turned on him, and because he was stealing jokes, he was basically aggregating jokes from uh, Tumblr, YouTube, <sighs> uh, Twitter, and Facebook, oh, stealing God. them, turning them into his own, and then acting like he was uh, he was the author of them. Oh, God. And so um, once the com- once the comedy industry, I guess, yeah. uh, turned on him, he lost his pilot, and he's been in utter disgrace. Yeah, ever since. <laughs> of course, come on. Um, that's that he's. It's almost indicative of what's happening now. You know, yeah. it's almost like people are are more concerned about aggregating content than they mm-hmm. are about creating it. And yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> and it's it's it kind of stupid. 
Yeah, and it's kind of stupid because I think like the more and more we go, the internet is growing and the people are getting more used to the internet. Yeah. We we are focu focused more on the actual content. So if something is it's worth my time, we live in a super fast world. So if something, if I have to read or watch something, something has to be worth it. And yeah. if it's just an aggregation of things that like you didn't do it, it's going to be entertaining for the first two, three days probably, but then I'm going to stop watching it because there's nothing new. It's just like stealing something from somewhere else. And yeah. it's going to give you a lot of views. Absolutely. It's going to give you a lot of visualization and users, but I don't know. That's for me, it's like totally meaningless. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's more of a, scraping the bottom of the barrel like most original yeah. content that you'll see will come from reddit and imgur and yeah or imager i don't know how you pronounce that um and some uh, of these and, other and online Gur, things yeah. you'll you'll see you'll see the content there first and then three days later you'll see it on huffington post or buzzfeed <laughs> exactly. or you know or, or and it just kind of aggregates now buzzfeed doesn't do that anymore but a lot yeah, of times yeah. they you know in the past they were kind of taking from from top lists and oh, yeah. um and, started to do that yeah and a lot of uh <laughs> You'll see a lot of these online websites, you know, say, you know, five ways of doing this or, oh, you know, they'll, 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 even with permission, they'll take it yeah. uh, from the Reddit post, you, from the user's permission, and then they'll put it online yes. uh, for their segments. And so that's like, this one's viral. And so, um, you know, so we're seeing a lot more of that where some people are really making a living out of aggregating other people's content. Yeah, exactly. So stop using Facebook. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <a>, people, <laughs> our dear users, stop using Facebook. And just yeah. follow us on Google+. Plus. It's better. Right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> oh, I do not endorse that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I think we were also going to talk about... Um, the mm -hmm. interesting things that have happened to web developers lately. Anybody who might be looking for a job. Yes. Um, I had uh, a few friends lately on, on social media mention that uh, they were having a hard time. And this has happened. I mean, this isn't just now. It, it's happened over the last several years. And uh, this happened when I was looking for a job a few years ago. Uh, you know, I would see these really odd job listings in which they were um, – asking for a lot of weird qualifications that didn't have anything to do with web development. Yes. And uh, even when they were saying web designer or front end web developer, they were wanting like, I don't know, 10 years with uh, back end code. They wanted, you know, um, they wanted a lot of uh, very odd, like yeah. they wanted more qualifications than anybody like could possibly not have. Not related to the actual job. Yes. <laughs> like, please learn C plus. Yeah. Like, for web design okay. what yeah <laughs> yeah c sharp that's it's great if you could do that um yeah. well and we were talking earlier you know uh they wanted uh you know wanting experience more experience in a language than the time that that language has existed yeah so you can you, you know. can do names come on right let's talk about yeah. it like swift well okay yeah <laughs> swift i mean we i think we both saw that i mean yeah. whenever swift came out and was announced all of a sudden, we started seeing job openings, and people started complaining on Twitter uh, yeah. about job openings happening where people were requiring ten years in Swift, or yeah. five to ten years in Swift, 
and Swift hadn't even existed for six months. And, you know, like we, like we were talking about earlier, you <laughs> totally know, not legit. even the developers who made Swift were working on Swift. For yes, exactly. Working on beta versions. Yeah, you know? I was <laughs> thinking about making Swift five years ago, probably, <laughs> but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, and, and I just wonder if these, I don't know who's messing up on this, but I'm, you know, I, I've friends on social media who are beginning to, to kind of point this out that, it's becoming very ridiculous, and I think yes. it's partly because companies don't know what a web designer is anymore. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, in um, my my opinion, like, it, of course, not in a negative way. I'm saying this, but there's a lot of ignorance in this world, especially like um, owners or CEO of companies that are not startups or they didn't start as an actual digital web company. There's a lot of ignorance, like they actually don't know what they need. They don't know what they want. So they like, probably they use a template around, like they check, oh, this is a nice job offer. Like just copy that and list whatever we want to do. The, oh, there's the new language from Apple to do a native iOS application. We want that. Let's put this standard five years. So there are mm -hmm. like two things or they don't actually know what they're talking about or mm -hmm. they know but they don't read what they publish. Like they just do that. Like they yeah. ask a secretary to just write it down and the poor boy, the poor guy or girl, they don't know because that is not their job to like mm -hmm. hire specific uh, skilled people. And they just write a standard job offer that unfortunately during the years is like job offers are getting more and more ridiculous. Like now mm -hmm. to get a, job as a web designer you have to know at least 20 different things like you have to mm -hmm. know uh, agile process waterfall process you have to know html css javascript php a little bit of angular js jquery you have to be uh sas CSS, css less yeah. <laughs> you have to know everything i know that like recently yeah. it's easier because like languages are getting faster and easy to to learn but mm. if you search for a junior developer, you cannot ask, uh, I don't know, <laughs> something like insane like that. Well, even senior developers I'm seeing, you know, on across yeah. the board, talking to some of them, uh, you know, some people are looking for senior positions um, and they're asking even more ridiculous stuff. And, it, and it's odd because they're basically asking you for $100,000 a year, you know, essentially... Yes. They're, they're, the job posting that they're posting for should pay a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yes. But they're only offering maybe forty, fifty thousand. Yeah. Um. So they're after, they're they want they basically it's it's kind of like the, the what happened in two thousand and seven is people started wanting two or three positions in one, and yes, they, exactly. you know like the whole print web design there for a while there in two thousand and seven. People were wanting a print and web designer. So you had to know front-end code, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, jQuery. Also, you had to have five or ten years' worth of experience in print design, which you cannot do. And, you know, you cannot work full-time as a print designer and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden know all the rest of the code unless you're doing that on your, you know. It's just, I, it, there, there's a weird disconnect, you know, and now yes. they're confusing front-end with back-end and they don't know which. Yes, you know, um, exactly. I remember... I remember one job interview I had years ago where they said, um, I mentioned that yeah, I was front end and they said, well, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
Oh God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's just a red okay. flag. I mean, if they don't know, it was nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, exactly. And especially when it comes in, when it when it's in house, you know, um, yeah, that's even more terrifying because you don't have any backup if you're the only in house person. And some places out there are like, well, we can only afford one person, but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, the fact, uh, yeah, yeah, I think like in general, like. Uh, of course, like companies, they want to save money and it's like kind of uh, the job of the designer developer being as skilled as possible in its field. So yeah. it's like uh, there's no just we cannot point the finger against just one person like it's their fault or it's like it's your fault or whatever, like it's fault of pretty much everyone. Like mm -hmm. companies that are, it, it's like the economy is like that. So companies try, are trying to uh, spend less money, but without uh, removing fields. So they want to keep doing design and print and development altogether, but with less people. And people like uh, actual like designers or developers, they, they want to keep working, of course. They try to be as skilled as possible. So yes, I'm a developer, but I can do a little bit more design because I know that it's required and it's a good skill. And I know a little bit of, of print because while I was studying design, I studied a little bit of print. So, But then we arrive at one point that we are not anymore good in something and we are kind of average in everything mm -hmm. and it's not like we are hybrid that we don't ex excel in in something specifically mm -hmm. and we can do pretty much everything but on an average way we we are not yeah. really really good in something so it's... well and then some people will look at that and go well you're just average i just don't see anything that stands out well, exactly. most of our time is spent trying to learn everything, you know. Exactly. And <laughs> you ask me, me everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's just this weird catch twenty two. So really, I you know I tell some people when they're looking for jobs, um, mm -hmm. you know I have a, I had one or two people ask me about web design jobs, and I said you really need to gauge the company, because if they like yeah. you, they'll train you in whatever they want to train you in. Um, yes, that's really what it comes down to. You don't have to. You know, and sometimes people will put down five years experience to scare away people who have a passing knowledge of something. Mm -hmm. I knew um, back when I worked for a uh, newspaper, they said they put on, they put in there maybe two or three years of experience um, for some things, but other things would, you know, when they didn't want to hire someone new uh, or someone who was not serious about it, I think specifically yeah. it was not serious, they would put in like five years experience. And so even if someone had one year of experience and they applied, then that still meant they were serious enough and they would still get an interview. So, oh, come on. You know, so some, they, they kind of, you know, another person that I was talking to encouraged uh, you know, people to go ahead and apply even if you don't have all of the qualifications. Because, yes. you know, if they're really a bad company, they're going to sit there and say, yeah, you don't have anything that we want exactly to the letter. You're, you know, we're not talking to you. Yeah. But the yeah. good companies will say, you have the general gist of how this works. Uh, let, we'll train you in the rest. Yeah, you so, can grow with us and you can learn. Exactly. Yeah. And if they're, they're if they're investing in you, you're going to be investing in them. So Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Well, hopefully Absolutely. they're going to change. We're going to change the world is going to change. I don't even know if like like recently like when I moved to Canada, I I, I received 
job offer via LinkedIn or actually via like, with my website. Like people like employer were like texting me and sending me messages from my from the uh, contact form of my website. So I didn't even have to do an actual job search on Craigslist or mm-hmm. other jobs finder. So it's like recently, like the more we go, it the job offer is going to still be a valid thing that we're going to use or I don't know. I I wonder if something's going to change and there're going to be yeah. other things. I think as long as the web continues to grow at the pace that it's growing that yeah. industry will be I think we I have never experienced a state of I don't know stagnancy with yes. web development it's always been yes. in a state of flux it's always been moving it's always been changing and i mean the mm-hmm. definition of what a web developer is today is not what it was even in 2007 yeah absolutely you know um you know within 10 years which you i to some people that you know you sit there and go well well you know it has been almost 10 years well yeah mm-hmm. but other job de- other job you know compare that to an architect's um job description you know, yeah. Uh, what an ar- what an architect is, what an entry level architecture position requires, what a senior architecture position requires, um, it has stayed pretty much the same. You know, just adding yeah. new new technology, but we mm-hmm. deal with new technology all the time. So we're radically, you know, the idea of what a web developer is is radically changing. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm Bootstrap four. You know, just came out as an alpha. So, mm-hmm. oh, um, I have to check that. Yeah, um, is, it, is it good? I haven't tried it yet. I I need to. Uh, this on my list of things to get my hands on. Um, I had the tab open, <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, even Bootstrap two and three. I mean, how radical of a change was you know? Yeah, it, it's the first Bootstrap versus our current version. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the entire syntax changed. Yeah. So instead of you know just simply putting in media queries and then adjusting those to the classes, we're now doing columns, which is much yeah. it's easier but it's uh in some ways but the syntax mm-hmm. has changed you know the way of doing it has changed and yeah, exactly. uh so we're we're constantly learning we're constantly learning new stuff yeah never stop yeah so uh, i think that's it we exhausted yeah. <laughs> all our arguments for the episode of today i think that was great think so yeah that was uh, fun. Let, let us know in the comments if like shut up or like keep going yeah. or something i don't know <laughs> Yeah, You're talking us. about boring shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So thank you again, Michael. And thank you. we're going to do it again yes. the next week. And if you guys want us to talk about something like your personal experience, or if you have an argument that you want us to dig a little bit and do a bit of research, we are pretty good yeah. doing research. Uh, let us know in the comment. And of course, you can find me on my website, YouTube channel, and you can find Michael where uh twitter handle michael dambold uh nice and my current website is under development so i'm not going to give that out yet <laughs> sweet okay i'm gonna put yeah. all the links in the description anyway yes okay thank you again and see you next time guys